0: I too, Billy! And you book a match with me! That's right, Look at me! I'm a total package! I will rip him apart! I'm pissed now! Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome everybody to Wrestle Roasts. I am your host, Dan Saint-Germain. You're getting two episodes this week. Um, because I am traveling, I'm opening for Michelle Wolf. Uh, and then flying immediately to Nashville to do the Ric Flair roast, I will uh, not be on Friday's show, but I figured you still should get all my fucking wacky opinions on what's going on in the wrestling world today, and joining us today is my buddy, you know him from Wrestle
1: Inc, the biggest wrestling aggregator site in the world, is that true? We don't just do aggregate. We prefer to say the most. Well,
0: that's what you said to me. So I was trying to talk you up.
1: Well, we said what we say at Wrestling Inc. is we are the most trafficked website on the planet for pro wrestling news. And that's what we are. That's true. Besides
0: your local police (laughs) plotter. And we're going to. And guys, we're going to take it back. This is a total effing Marks throwback episode. I'm doing a 10 count because I don't have the other guys and I need to keep myself. Uh, on track but just some show business up top become a patron we got a great patreon deal august 15th we're doing the roast of marty Jannetty this coming monday which i forget which date in august that is we're doing SummerSlam 2002 august 22nd heroes of wrestling 1992 the worst wrestling pay-per-view in history august 30th the roast of donald trump and if you're a ten dollar member you get uh, Raw Review with Robert and Retro Smackdown with me. Uh, join our Facebook or Twitter. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us, leave us an iTunes comment, guys. But let's get back to Nick Hosmer. Nick, this is... Okay, before I get to the 10 count, is this the biggest week of wrestling news you guys have ever had?
1: Well, it's big. It's really big. I mean, yeah. It's is it as big as when we found Hulk Hogan... You know, getting a blowjob and dropping the in bomb week—that was a big week for news. Like the news, yeah. Drop, that was a big week for news.
0: Definitely more entertaining.
1: Well, yeah, this one's this one's certainly hard to, not to miss either. But yeah, this, this is a big one, man. I I don't know about biggest ever, but really, really big. I, I was talking to a friend a little while ago, and they were asking me what Vince McMahon's legacy is, and if this is like the biggest news ever and i'm like i don't really know man like this is either a big piece of news or it's a blip on the radar compared to what the fuck we're about to find out can i curse on this i'm pretty sure oh
0: yeah yeah for sure it's a fucking roasting it podcast yeah i this seems like at least it's the biggest in terms of uh lasting effects you know because the whole business basically changed overnight it went it went back to what we originally thought it was gonna be two years ago, which was, was Paul and Stephanie taking the helm and and Nick Khan being on the business side. Ironically, the business is probably in the best shape it's been since Vince figured the Attitude Era out.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, and, and I don't even really know that like, is this big? Yeah, but like, is not this something we've all kind of wanted to? Like, doesn't it also almost feel overdue at the same time? because as soon- well the
0: ratings have been through the roof on smackdown and raw and i mean i definitely think i've heard i mean you're more tapped into I'm, i've only talked to a couple people who are over there you're more you're much more tapped in but it, it does seem like there is a lot of optimism
1: dude everybody i know that works there is happy about this and like yeah. i know there are people that are very coy about this uh it's like if you love cake and then uh, somebody gave you a cake and it was poisoned. And you're like, dude, that's awful. And they're like, no, dude, this next cake is totally not poison. And you're like, all right, fine. And you eat it. And that one is also poison. And then after like three or four cakes, all these po- and, and then they come along and they finally say, dude, this is the cake. I promise you it's not poison. And you're like, I can't eat any more cake. I don't trust you. That's where we're at right now. The fans have eaten so much (laughs) poison.
0: They
1: might've been given a really nice cake here and they don't even want to fucking eat it, Dan.
0: No, I I don't think they want to eat it, but look, I mean, if I'm Tony Khan, I mean, I know he wrote like he had all those glib tweets on Friday, but I'm nervous, man. I mean, now you're going up against a global behemoth with a ton of money. um, That's where the product's not going to get fucked with in the same way. Uh, and, you know, Paul, you know, people are like, oh, well, Paul, you know, Triple H, Paul Vivek, Triple H lost the uh, the Wednesday Night Wars to Dynamite. And I'm like, he was doing it with, you know, their third best roster, man. You know, like he didn't have Randy. He didn't have Roman. You know, he, he didn't have all these people that are really making, you know, the product what it is today. So I think we're going to see the first real wrestling wars as far as content maybe not with actual action, because there, there has been action on both sides and, and, and signees on both sides. But I do think, like, creatively, we could be in the wrestling war renaissance. Am I, am I being too glasses half full about this?
1: No, no. It, we're definitely gearing up for something here. And I know Tony's trying to put up a brave face here right now with his I'm the longest tenured CEO and pro wrestling gimmick or whatever he's got going. But I'm with you, man. Like, worst-case scenario for Tony Khan here – Uh, It's going to be like a UFC model because like when UFC got bought uh, by that big uh, entertainment company, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but whatever, Uh, they were when the Fertittas
0: sold it to Endeavor,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. And they retained Dana White and Dana White is still there and Dana White is still helping with the booking and Dana White knows the business, but Dana White made a ton of money everybody made a ton of money and all you have now is dana white with a bunch more resources i don't think that triple h is going to be in the dana white role i think it's a three-headed monster of hunter Steph, and nick khan i think those three get retained and they operate as like you know the dana white of wwe for whoever acquires them and that's that is a very daunting proposition then if you take those three you you know tenfold their resources uh, and what they have available to them beyond what they have now. Well, I mean,
0: anyone, I, I won't hear any, anyone from a wrestling website that says to me, they're not ready for a sale. I, I, I just won't even listen to them now because I'm like, everything they're doing is <laughs> readying for a sale. Like oh, totally. the, the stock market now, the, the biggest, the final nail in the coffin of whether or not WWE is going to sell is because of there being rumors on Monday that they were going to sell um yesterday the stock price was through the roof so i think that they're looking at they must be looking at nbc universal they must be looking at disney they must be looking at cable vision i mean there's so many i mean even ufc at this point is is a legitimate buyer you know
1: well here's the thing about the sale and i i, mean, I agree with you you got to be out of your mind to think that a sale is is off the table here in the next i, I give it year to 18 months i think this thing could be different. oh it
0: is it is on the table. they're addressing it as the main course right now for sure I, I,
1: I, I think that all talks at this moment are on hold until the investigation is done with Vince, until the Bryant Gumble piece has run, until Wall Street jo- Wall Street Journal has bled itself dry with with Vince McMahon stuff. Because nobody's gonna wanna nobody's gonna wanna put a bid in on this product right now until they know how much damage is gonna be done. It's like buying the car before sending it out into the destruction derby. You don't you you wait to see how much damage is done before you buy the car.
0: And as somebody who and I can't really get into this on the podcast, but tangentially does have business with um, with an entertainment company uh, that's not WWE but is working with WWE and it may be a WWE related project. Uh, I I very much know that that's true. That there's there's a lot of lot of uh, hold, lot of everybody kind of holding their cards right now and seeing how this is gonna turn out. You know, because it already seemed like in the beginning, I think that they were kind of like, OK, well, this is going to be uh, a Jeff Sucker situation, which the Jeff Sucker thing wasn't that bad. He had a consensual affair with another employee who ended up moving up in the ranks. And it was like one of those things. But he was forced out, you know, like and I, and I think that there was a lot of back. I think there was a lot of uh, a lot of back channels as far as, um, you know, like. Like they, you know, CNN plus was a failure and they wanted to get him, get him out because of that. You know, Um, I I feel like if CNN plus was killing it, he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been pushed out. But this obviously, you know, already some of the stuff that's come out is, is uh, a lot more serious. So it'll be interesting. But, but number one, to start in the 10 count, meet the new boss. Definitely not the old boss. Triple H is head of creative. If you saw Monday Night Raw last night which I did, a lot of people were like, well, it didn't really change much. And I'm like, well, it didn't change much if you were reading the results. If you actually watched the show, and I don't know if you felt this, it felt like the show was breathing for the first time. Um, Roman had maybe one of the best promos of his life. Uh, The Rey Mysterio celebration seemed like, you know, like all the celebrations they were doing for, you know, even though the Undertaker celebration was way grander, there was always like something that was like too produced about it. And this feels just like, hey, we're just going to show this guy and, um, you know, like and, and let, let his work speak on its own. Like, you know, 20 year WWE anniversary, but he brought up that he's been there for over 30 years. Now, there's a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, the announcing I thought was better. They called people fans. Um, we're not going to really see the new creative direction, I think, until after SummerSlam. But um, I thought the presentation of the show was like kind of a breath of fresh air.
1: No, I totally agree. It's like I'm doing the the mirrors. We're doing like a mirror exercise. I'm with you on everything, including the wait until after SummerSlam to see the new creative direction, because even Tony Khan, he had to wrap up ROH's vision at Supercard before he could prevent or really present Death Before Dishonor and give you an idea of where he's really kind of going. I'm looking Mm -hmm. at it very similarly. Man, Raw last night, breathing is a great way to to do it, uh, to say it. Uh, loose, you know, I, I kind of I don't know that it had as much of an Attitude error feel as I thought kind of maybe a little bit of a Nitro feel um, with just kind of something always happening just before commercial that didn't quite feel like what you were used to seeing, you know whether it be the Judgment Day coming out to No Music you know, kind of ominously through the crowd what are they doing here? You come back from commercial, that's when you get to the match I even thought, uh, while we're talking Judgment Day the uh, the bit where Rhea was backstage and pie-faced Aaliyah and how they had the camera follow them, uh, follow her and Dom. And by the way, her, her grab at Dom was quite a visual. Uh, that, was, follow- uh, that was hilarious because it was so believable. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> they, they, they did a walking shot down the, like, through the door. Dude, they
0: should there. make her head of fucking that stable. It's the only way to save that stable.
1: I'm about it. But the way they did it, like, it, it had, it wasn't, you you say produced. It, it wasn't, it wasn't slick. It wasn't the red, the red light shooting up, like, oh, we need a backdrop <laughs> for this. That's a little bit more raw to me and they opened
0: like an AEW, uh, 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 you know old nwa show just two people fighting in the middle of the ring
1: that's great loved that yeah and roman i don't know about you but it felt to me like hunter saying it's maybe time to flip this guy back to babyface because they were more the test in the water well hopefully
0: they flip him back to babyface and don't make him the generic babyface that he was um yeah. but he for all intents and purposes I mean, nobody wants to see Brock win on Sunday. People want to see Roman win or they want to see the shock of Austin Theory. Um, he is the babyface coming in on Sunday. He's now that Cena's not there, he's drawing the most people like him or, or Brock. I don't think you can make that argument for Rhonda anymore by how she's been booked. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely going to be an interesting. You know, it's it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. This would this should not be the time for you to stop wrestling if watching wrestling. If you're thinking about watching wrestling, and I'm not just saying that so we get more listeners on our podcasts. Um, do you think the Triple H? I mean, do you have any insight? Because I know you've had you have a little inside knowledge on how Tony Khan works. Sure. Um, uh, you do you? How do you think he's going to work, as far as creative? Um, and also is it does Pritchard, friend of mine, friend of the show, does he kind of have a uh, does he have an expiration date right now as far as when when he's going to leave? And if so, how fast will TNA hire him?
1: <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Are you asking me how do I think Triple H will operate creatively? Was that the question?
0: Um, yes.
1: Yeah. OK. Uh, yeah. No, Hunter, he's a, he's a lot easier to work with. I know than Vince was. <laughs> By and large, um, you know, I feel like talent has always had very nice things to say about Triple H. Uh, there was, of course, like the Leo Rush uh, stuff and the ACH stuff. And what was the Well, the ACH stuff
0: when he just accused everybody of being racist. Was there anything behind that?
1: It was the shirt. Remember, because they had this shirt with the red lips that were smiling and it kind of had, you know, oh, not great. Hair. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's, look, it's, um, he's right to reject that shirt, but that, that could have also just been a fuck up, you know
1: sure sure so i mean not not that i'm
0: carrying water for him or anything i'm
1: just i'm just pointing out the track record here right like i haven't seen i haven't seen a lot of women i haven't seen i don't think any women come out and be like yeah hunter was weird i mean i don't know that we're going to get those stories like we would vince
0: i don't think we are i've never i've never heard that you know like so (laughs) like i've never i've never heard the guy fucking drinks you know like he's like a goddamn boy scout unless Unless you count some of his shitty music taste, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, literally, the the, like, the only people we've ever seen have any kind of real issue. I feel like it's been young black men. And I'm just going to say, you know, just because the only thing yeah. I can really point to. So. Well, and
0: then, and then guys that he worked with when he was on top. But, I mean, that's a whole different conversation. I mean, different He's conversation. Like-
1: and I will say this about, uh, but
0: I don't think he's gonna like not push Montez forward. You know, I don't think it's like one of those things.
1: I, I and I only and I I kind of feel bad bringing that up. I just feel like I have to point out all the angles. No, there.
0: it's fine. I mean, no, it's it's it. I mean, it's been there. I just don't look. I mean, like obviously, you know, I think that it's a. I think it's sometimes a mold that fits him because of the Booker T feud and how like in poor taste that was. Sure. But. Right. I don't I mean, I don't think that it's like WCW, you know, no, Before no. they drop the N-bomb or anything, and you know,
1: I feel like and, and I feel like the last 10 years have really prepared him for this. I mean, he's had to really grow a lot, you know, as a. Backup. Yeah. And, and I mean, he, to, to his credit, he like fucking
0: stepped up and apologized to page, which Vince would have never done. No, Vince would have no. never done. that. No. And he he like fucking he came out and was like, yeah, I, I shouldn't have made that joke. Um. Yeah. So, you know, all power to him, man.
1: I, I just think you're going to see a lot more. Um, I think it's going to be like trauma victims, right? The, a lot of people backstage are going to be jittery. They're so used to getting yelled at and have stuff yeah. them every day. And now, you and with Vince really gone, I think Hunter's going to try to lead with a gentle example. And it's going to be like un, unwinding the knot, man. I, I think it's going to be great. Again, uh, the friends I have, they're very excited about it. You know, and I believe the Fightful Report that says Hunter wants to be genuine and have as much time to communicate with talent as possible and create an environment where people have fun at their jobs. I, I completely believe that.
0: It's gotta be such a, um, such a fucking relief. So, all right, we're bullish about triple H let's get uh, to number two. I mentioned this kind of up top number two, the new wrestling war. Like I said before, the reason I'm calling this a new wrestling war is uh, I consider triple H heading WWE's creative to be a different promotion than Vince heading WWE's creative. We may not see it within the first week. We may not see it within the first month. But especially in September, which we all know in WWE, September and October is death in WWE, as far as like booking, as far as getting people, like it doesn't really pick up until the Survivor Series and the Rumble. So, like, September and October is actually the time to try a bunch of shit. Uh, So, it'll be interesting. I think after Clash of the Castle, because I, you know, they, 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 it seems like, you know, they're, they're, they're they're pretty much locked in with Drew being, you know, the top babyface until until Clash of the Castle, but yeah, man, I, th- I think it's going to be, I mean, I just think it's going to be fucking fascinating the next, the next couple of weeks. I, I think that Tony, hopefully this forces, I mean, you know, we've talked about this on the show a lot. Tony does not have enough bandwidth to run two wrestling promotions and a soccer league, not a soccer league, a soccer team. I mean, that is too much fucking work. And I think he still does stuff with the Jacksonville Jaguars, although I don't I don't know how much more work you could do with them. Um, You know, I, 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 I think he needs to start hiring creative, man. I mean, if I'm Nick Khan right now, I mean, not Nick Khan, sorry, Tony Khan. If I'm Tony Khan right now, what I do is I fucking go to Paul Heyman and give him like a godfather offer because that he is going to be the most interesting free agent in all of this will be Paul Heyman. I think like it'll be interesting to see. You know, like apparently he has a really good relationship with Stephanie and Hunter now. So does he stay there, or you know, does he come to AEW and you know run roughshod as far as booking? I don't know, but I think that there's, you know, I think it'll be
1: it'll be interesting to see where Heyman goes in all this. I was uh, I was so I didn't know Pat Buck was an executive for AEW until Tony yeah. in the ROH scrum. He's a smart guy to have on your roster. You know, I, it's not like Tony doesn't have smart you know people in in the backstage area that can help him and he's and
0: and he is really hurt with injuries right now your top 4 guys aren't there yeah.
1: So uh, I but I agree, though, man, like it is a lot for, for Tony Khan to be trying to do right now. I mean, when he started AEW, remember, when he looked kind of like Rivers Cuomo. He had like the little skinny ties.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Clean cut in the suits. Now he's kind of got more of a Bob Dylan vibe after shows, <laughs> but,
0: you know, yeah, like the Christian phase of Bob Dylan.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, he's 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 definitely looking like this. This is taking a toll on him. I don't know where the breaking point, you know, kind of is for that guy. And in that regard isn't he you know i think that it was uh i think it was i don't know who said it maybe booker t where it was like these guys are a lot alike vince to tony khan vince does not have a life all he does is work that's his life tony khan that's all he does he has no life all he does is work on wrestling that's his whole life and i guess a little bit of soccer so uh i i don't know i don't know where the breaking point is uh with tony but uh, i and i don't know how he plays with other writers i honestly dan i have a lot of questions about what happens with AEW because of this
0: because I can, well, see- I've heard from the, I mean, you know, this is all unverified. This is all allegedly, and I, I can never say the names, but you know, I, I, it is, I mean, the one thing that is very similar to Vince and Tony and I heard even Tony's more stubborn with this uh, more stubborn than Vince is if he has an idea, they're doing that fucking idea. Like you, you cannot, you, you can't really poke holes in it. If he, if he is dead set on something, then they're gonna fucking do it. Um, now, now the the flip side of that is, I think he's a lot more liberal with what the talent does once he does book it. But um, I, I I have heard that both Vince and Tony, man, it's it's their way or the highway. So
1: the, the big thing for me about the comparison with Tony um is that i've heard from like several people that when vince was just starting out he wanted to be one of the boys right he'd go out he'd go to bars he'd party right up, drive the 18 wheeler around do, does know, tony play. does tony not want to be one of the boys i think that tony likes being and in, and in, in partying out with the wrestlers and stuff like that. yeah imagine <laughs> yeah right i think tony enjoys a little bit of that and and it creates a it creates a weird dynamic right over time vince learned if he was going to really take this thing and push it forward he needed to put some distance between himself and the boys. No,
0: the only time he didn't have distance was him and Hogan, you know?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Really. And so, I mean, I guess him and Steve too. Well,
1: I, I think that Tony is going to uh, – I, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how he changes his uh, personal kind of posturing. And I'm interested to see what happens when a couple of these guys that he brought in that were only really there because they hated Vince, you know, uh, now that if Vince is genuinely gone – and the guy they like, Triple H, is running the show. How oh my god! Them, how many of them? I mean, if a you're a? fucking,
0: if you you're M- if you're MJF right now, you're popping open the goddamn Dom Perion, on
1: man. Dude, I- if you're CM Punk right now, Punk was talking to Triple H uh, before he signed with AEW. He said it. He's like, we talked backstage. It was. It, it, I thought about it. I weighed both options. I went with AEW. Right? So him and
0: did him and Triple H make peace?
1: I've under- I mean, like the way it read at the time was to me kind of felt like a time heals all wounds i just want to make a bunch of money while i can i'm phil brooks and i realize life is a sand hourglass you know kind of deal
0: yeah once i realized i'm
1: phil brooks and not cm punk well i'm gonna get a couple more years out of cm punk (laughs) exactly right so (laughs) i think he just wanted to make a deal i think i think he was ready to put a lot of stuff on some stuff you know i mean but you know again we'll see i mean Mm -hmm. All right well dude
0: here's my um i'm going to, uh, here's here this 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 is a great transition to number 3 is vince really gone we know he has the majority voting power in wwe is this um you know i mean the popular example is as putin steps down and then he you know has four years where he puts in a puppet prime minister and then comes back in or eight years or however long that is i mean is that possible with wwe now it seems like on monday they took some fucking shots at Vince. They weren't, I mean, they took some real shots at Vince. Heyman took one, Roman took one, and there was no, there were no packages. There was no Stephanie McMahon talking about how great Vince is. If anything, there seemed to be, uh, it seemed to be, hey, we're going to put as much distance between us and Vince as possible.
1: Well, how long if these people wanted to tie Vince's hands behind his back and hit him with a baseball bat, right? Feeling right. Right. Up- Now's the time to do. But this. I mean, he still has voting power, right? That's my question. Uh, here's so that's an interesting revelation. I'm I'm not I'm gonna say something right now that I'm not fully informed upon. So is this
0: breaking news?
1: A little bit, yeah. yeah. So there, there was an SEC filing uh, that went public about an hour ago.
0: I saw and, that, yeah. And
1: so I was trying. I'm not a stock analyst. I'm a pro wrestling journalist. But I did my due diligence to read through the explanation of the form and look into some of the verbiage that was in it. Uh, Vince disclaimed 100 shares of Class A or disclaimed ownership of 100 shares of Class A stock to Linda today. Um, what that means is if I'm getting this right, and again, any of your listeners that are more smart with stocks, feel free to correct me on Twitter, but I believe what that means is Vince retains the ownership of the stock. So whatever the stock is worth, he gets that, but he is, uh, he is disclaiming the voting power that comes along with that stock. He is giving the control, the voting power of that stock to Linda. So it looked to me.
0: You think it'll be like the secession thing where like the end of the, uh, do you watch the session? I don't watch the session. All right, well, the season finale this year was like the kids were ganging up to maybe vote Logan out logan roy brian Cox's character out because he was getting an offer from like an elon musk type and one of the people who had voting power was his ex-wife and while they were going to force him out he called the ex-wife and basically was like all right i'm gonna give you a shitload more money and alimony if you vote for me and then she ended up voting with him um so <laughs> you know who i mean I, I you know it that i guess the that depends on where Linda and Vince are, you know, like, are they, it seems like they're, I mean, it seems like they're more colleagues than like a married couple at this point. Um, it seems like, you know, Linda has really, you know, Linda has never made a big deal about the affairs. Uh, you know, like Vince said that she did on Howard, which is like the closest we've heard about her reacting to any of this. It does seem like it's a business relationship. I'm not sure if they live in the same domicile anymore. Um, you know, like who know? I, I think a lot of this then b- by what you're saying is going to depend on, you know, where they're at. Right.
1: It looks to me like in every way possible since Friday, they are trying to put distance between themselves and Vince McMahon. And that is creatively, that is financially, uh, legally, whatever kind of sleeping giant is in the wing right now is a big one.
0: OK, I know you can't I know you can't say anything. Sure. But by the look on your face and some of the things you've hinted at in this podcast, OK, they're, they're, we're not done. There's something big that's
1: going to come. And, and that's not even anything that I know for, for gospel or anything. Yeah. I'm just looking at the, the tea leaves here right now. You have the Wall Street Journal guys openly saying, we're not done, right? You have, yeah. this, you have this Bryant Gumble piece that we know is being worked on right now. And
0: their HBO is no friend of the McMahons.
1: No, not at all. And the word on the street is they're looking to get women to break their NDAs uh, to go on the record about what they went through with Vince. And if that happens... Uh, you got your Rose McGowan, Uh, you know, I, I think you're off to the races there, and this could get very messy and sloppy really quickly. And and now that the money has been tied back to WWE, where these hush, pun- hush Well,
0: I, We only know, I, I guess out of these cases, one or two where it wasn't consensual, right? The other two were consensual, we don't know.
1: Regardless, if Vince had not paid these women money- Uh, to sign these NDAs and these women had women had spoken, it would have been very bad for the WWE brand, right? Yeah. So so by Vince paying these women, it benefited the WWE. And that's where on paper, it becomes a real sticky wicket because uh, money that was paid to benefit the company needs to be reported in a certain way. And right now, WWE is actively having to redo their... Well, I guess that's a whole
0: legal argument, right? Because then, I mean, you can make the argument of like, okay, Vince gets drunk at a restaurant and he curses everybody out and it gets on the cell phone. Uh, somebody somebody shoots it on the cell phone or something like that. Who knows, man? You know, we, we we don't know yet. I mean, obviously it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, so.
1: No, well, and and again, and if Vince in his position of authority, you know, negatively influenced somebody's career because they were unwilling to go along with his advances, that's his own other thing. So I I don't, yeah. I don't know that it's like, a one sleeping giant. I think it could be like several, it could be like a, a you know, a dragon sword, you know, <laughs> for power. it could be like all, all of them getting together to create a giant that takes out Vince McMahon. I don't know that it will be just one story. I think it is going to be a composite of several stories.
0: Well, let's get to the kayfabe uh, world of wrestling. Uh, can you stay on for SummerSlam predictions? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. I got nothing to do right now. All right, cool. Um, All right. So we're going to do- number four, SummerSlam predictions. The show, show that everyone universally seemed like they weren't really looking forward to has now become must-see TV uh, because of the events of the last week. It's just going to be interesting to see, you know, where the booking is going. Are we going to get an idea of the future? I don't know. I mean, if they lock The Rock in for WrestleMania 22, they already have their top program. Nobody gives it. it doesn't matter how much Riddle, Cody, or fucking – Austin theory, get over the main event's going to be rock and Roman. Um, but, but we'll see um, open up a match that was announced last night, the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray versus the judgment day, Damian priest and Finn Balor. I guess the question here is not who goes over. Cause it's a no DQ match. It's does Dominic turn on Ray. And if they didn't pull the trigger at the 20th anniversary, I think they're going to pull the trigger here um and in that case i give the i give the age to damien priest and finn bauer what do you think
1: i don't know <laughs> uh, i mean I, I part of me wonders why you do the turn after such a beautiful moment with ray i mean there was no right hint, no hints no like dom second guessing the only
0: thing that i could think to think is they wanted they actually wanted ray to have like a nice moment
1: yeah, and it looks more to me like they're going to let the judgment, verse, judgment Day versus Mysterio's, you know, roll past SummerSlam. The Rhea Ripley pie face to Aaliyah, uh, I'm sure, is not going to happen in a vacuum. You know, we'll see a follow-up of that uh, next Monday on Raw. So I, well, I Buddy
0: think- Murphy's been really funny on Twitter, by the way, yes, he's about a very, it.
1: Very funny Kiwi, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think that the Judgment Day goes over here. I think this thing rolls on past SummerSlam. And I, I mean, I, if they do the Dom, heel turn fine. But to me, it, I, I, I don't know. It didn't feel like a heel turn was on the horizon after Monday night to me.
0: You know, it felt like it's, it feels like it's been on the horizon for a year, you know, like not just, you know, but maybe that's just my like Monday morning Booker brain. I'm, I'm not sure I, I do think I do not like this, the stable judgment day. And I, I do like Finn Balor and Ronda, not Ronda fucking Rhea um but uh it will be i do think they're better with finn at the helm than edge edge at the helm i mean i think that i'm a big edge fan i love edge and that was like maybe the worst one of the worst staples i've ever seen just because i'm like who's this fucking character i don't get it is he is he goth is he just like a troll i don't like i don't understand um next up we have logan paul versus the miz i think it's got to be logan paul and hopefully they fucking Hopefully, Logan, I, I know WWE wants him to be a heel, but Logan Paul does not want to be a heel, according to all the dirt sheets. And I mean, this is just crazy, man. This guy is not going to get over as a baby face unless he fucking stops a ni- another 9-11. There's no way
1: this guy gets over as a baby face. Uh, who do you got for this? I mean, I, de- I definitely see Logan Paul going over. He's, you know, sports washing. WWE's great at that. We'll help you yeah. rehab your image. We don't care who you are. <laughs> Logan Paul, MBS, whatever. Uh, I, I, I think that Logan Paul goes over here. They're going to fulfill their end of the bargain. And um, you know, I, the, the reaction on Raw is, you know, as much as there are really critical fans, I didn't think that he's getting. I, I don't think they're they're getting the complete antithesis of the reaction you want with Logan Paul. I mean, they give he gave him a skull crushing
0: finale and they chanted one more time, you know, like, so
1: we'll see, you know, we'll see. He had some good lines. I thought on raw, but I'm not a huge Logan Paul fan. I'm just trying to objectively watch the, he's a big
0: star. And I will say, I think he's good at this, but I I, I think that he would be better served as a heel, especially, especially because you have, Bad Bunny is a heel. And, you know, Robert on our podcast, I mean, face. So Robert on the podcast talks about, you know, the dream match you wanted Hollywood WrestleMania is Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny. Sure. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, next up, Bianca Belair, Belair versus Becky Lynch. I think Becky will go over. Uh, there has been some talk about, you know, doing the Brett Austin thing where you, uh, you switch gimmicks. Um, that seems also like a pretty safe bet. Who, who do you got for this?
1: I think Bianca over Dirty, um, if you're going to go that route. Uh, yeah. and, and it's weird, too, because as much as people say, oh, I didn't see a whole lot of change on Raw. Man, the idea of doing the Brett Austin thing with not just Bianca and uh, and Becky, but, you know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves. Like Brock and Roman kind of in a similar boat right now. I kind of see mm-hmm. one. There, there's definitely a change in the air. Right I way.
0: don't know. I mean, I think we may have may actually see the last of Brock after the show.
1: Sure, and but again, like, is he is he the baby here on 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 Saturday night? I'm with you. I'm not totally certain about that. Um, so I I think that yeah. I mean, the exchange to me on Raw read like maybe we're gonna see a double turn here, and if that's the case, I do Bianca over Dirty, uh, and and send her off onto the next thing, um, as a heel who and Becky's got a grievance and an axe to grind.
0: Next up, we have we have Riddle versus Seth Rollins probably going to be match of the night unless Roman and Brock really want to work. Um, I got Seth for this. I mean, dude, every single, I mean, you guys wrestle zone, like e- everybody is like bringing up the fact that Seth, Seth's record stinks. And, uh, and they, they probably need him to have a win on the big show. Now the thing that sucks about it is riddle could both of these guys could really use this win. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I do think there's a way you have Seth win and riddle still gets over and that's probably what they're going to do. Um, but either way, I think it'll be match of the night. Who do you got?
1: Oh, definitely. Rollins definitely. Rollins needs the win. After uh, doing the program with Cody, this is his reward for getting Cody back over. Yeah. Um, And I I think with, with, you know, riddle, Hey, it's all a work. You know, it's not like Riddle doesn't know that if he is a good, you know, well-behaved young gentleman that he's going to lose his spot. And he's got Randy Orton's return in the wings. And as soon as Randy's back, Riddle will have something to do. And if he eats a couple, you know, losses. Between-
0: and you know, Randy's going to put him over. So,
1: yeah, exactly. He eats a couple losses between now and then. He's going to be fine. He'll be fine.
0: All right. Next up, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. If any match needed a heel turn, it's this. Um, <laughs> I, I mean. I mean, Rhonda's, you know, I don't know. Like, look, I thought that first I, – I thought her first run she had some really great matches. And this run she had a decent match with Charlotte on the Backlash show. But it really – I mean, it just hasn't come to fruition yet. This, you know, she's not really the top guy she was when she first came in. Um, I, I think it's going to – I mean – the only way I could see it not being either is if Charlotte, and I, I'm pretty sure Charlotte's going to be there that weekend. If Charlotte interferes and it's a double DQ, I could see that being, ha- I could see that happening and I could see it happening too. If they want to do something big in the, in the Becky Bianca match. So I'm just going to go double DQ. What do you got?
1: I think Rhonda takes the title back. I think that uh, it's easy for them to explain away that Rhonda only lost the title. Cause she would just been through this grueling match. And when it came to a heads up, she took the title back. People are going to be pissed about it but hey you got the rumble on the horizon right you got other ways where Liv can say i'm gonna take it back i'm gonna win it and i'm gonna be better than before and i think the fans will be along for that ride um so i'm gonna go with ronda on this one
0: all right next up we have the usos versus the street profits with jeff jarrett as the special guest referee for the undisputed wwe tag team championship i think it's right for the usos to finally fucking dethrone these guys what do you think
1: I, I you mean, I mean Street, Street Profits.
0: Profits to finally dethrone the Usos.
1: Man, if they don't do it now, it's never going to be the right time for the Street Profits. And if they don't do it yeah. now, I have Montez. I have him just lay out Dawkins, you know? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 would, I would also say, like... You know, I think you want to do it now. And I, and I think that, like, you're already telling the story about Roman not losing for a couple of years. You don't need to also tell that story with the Usos. You can have them lose and then win it again in a month. And, you know, now you have the three profits as part of that undisputed tag title lineage. And, you know, you, you get to do more fun stuff with heels. Um, next up, Bobby Lashley versus Theory for the United States Championship. You know, the smart money is on... Lashley retaining, so Theory can have somewhere to go afterwards, um, and they can get a new program out of it. I think it's actually going to be Theory, just because it's unexpected, and you know this way it puts it puts a bigger question mark in the main event. Like, is he going to come out now that he has this title? I mean, it, they're clearly promising that he's going to come out, um, but uh, yeah, I, I I got I got Theory Theory for this.
1: I got Lashley, man. You got, yeah. you, got, you got the money in the bank thing. And I know, it. and I got to rewire my brain now. Like I'm used to thinking how would B- Vince book it, you know? So maybe I'm way really wrong here, but like historically with the money in the bank, like if you've got it, they'll have you lose. Cause you're going to, yeah. you're going to get that big moment anyway. Right. Like you're going to get that big cash in and potentially the world title win. So it doesn't matter how many times you've lost. So, I think they want to keep Lashley strong. I don't think they want to put this title on theory. Competitive bout, maybe something dirty. Maybe not, though. I think Lashley wins.
0: All right. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. It seems like it's time for Pat to lose, right? It does. Yeah. It does. All right. And finally, Roman Reigns, even though that's probably been Pat and Happy, besides the main event, it's been the best-built feud on the card uh pat's just fucking awesome friend of the show roman reigns uh versus brock lesnar in a last standing mass man standing match for the undisputed wwe championship well it's for sure gonna be roman but it's just a question of who walks out with the title who do you got
1: i think that roman's gonna beat brock i don't know that we get the cash in from theory i I, you know every year these Briefcases get hot-shotted so much. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if Hunter is really trying to separate himself a bit here, sure he's going to try to do something different, I'd hold off, man, personally. I, I think you don't do it. And if he does do it, I hope Rom- Roman beats him. And I don't, I'm not really necessarily for, like, failed cash-ins, but I think Roman, uh, ha- I think having realistic uh, competitors out there that could dethrone Roman on the road to the match with The Rock is – just good for everybody. And I think having theory in the wings is a potential threat. I think having drew McIntyre is a potential threat, all of which of threats he disperses on the way to the rock. That's fine. I mean, that's that's what it is. I, and then I, he's got to beat The Rock, and then a new guy's got to beat Roman. That's how this shit works. I'll, I'll pivot. I'll posit this, man. I'm not totally sold it's Reigns-Rock. I I think it might be Reigns-Rock-Rhodes. I Back of my head, I think Cody gets weaseled into that and gets it gets to be made a triple threat.
0: Wow, that would just to piss-off CM Punk. That would be hilarious.
1: Well, and, you know, <laughs> wrestling has more than one royal family. Wouldn't it be much more interesting to have a Rhodes taking on the Anawahis? Doesn't that actually kind of throw a wrench into what was supposed to be? supposed to be this beautiful anawahi moment
0: yeah i'd love that uh number five this is a question i have for you um i'm roasting rick flair on friday night am i getting my ass beat by someone on this dais have holy been- ray's gonna be on uh knobs uh, is gonna be on i don't know
1: have you been given any guardrails
0: yes there's a couple guardrails, which I will not go into, but yes, there have been a couple guardrails. Okay. So which I have just, I am still debating. Okay. Which way I'm going to go. I think I'll probably pick somewhere in the middle.
1: Okay. If there's guardrails, obviously you touch the fence, you're going to get electrocuted. Uh, but yeah. hey, I'm really good. At you know, finding that hole in the fence, man. You know, <laughs> uh, so you know if there's something that you didn't tell me, I can't talk about. That I think maybe you don't want me to talk about. Uh, <laughs> that I'll go there. Uh, no, we don't. We
0: we. <laughs> I mean, clearly. I mean, look. If I said there's going to be guardrails, you you know You know, a couple things they want to. Well, you know, like what? I'm not going to get into it. But I don't plan on pulling many punches. I, I think um you know first off the elephant in the room is vince right now <laughs> you know what i mean like it's the elephant in every room so it's like if you're gonna make fun of somebody you gotta almost go for vince but um yeah it'll be it'll be interesting luckily i don't think anyone will bully ray could still beat my ass um but knobs i don't i'm not sure knobs can walk tori wilson could probably beat my ass she's in shape um and uh Did rick stop- i i mean rick i mean i hopefully you know he can get up for the chair you know to slap me
1: it depends on how many light beers bischoff's gotten him he might go full you know bischoff's uh, a ball
0: great ball. sport bischoff I, I did bischoff with pritchard he's he's a great him and jared are like the best sports in the business and conrad's yeah. actually a pretty good sport too but for whatever reason he's not on the dance
1: sleeper sleeper, sleeper dallas page he'll turn on a dime so uh, oh willie Uh, that would be the I would Dallas Page, I don't know. And maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but I don't know. I
0: hope he fucking hits me. I can get some money from him.
1: That's
0: true. Jesus Christ, I'm broke. All right, number six. This is the Ric Flair final Ric Flair uh final match card. I just wanted to get your predictions for this. This is probably actually gonna be a lot easier than the SummerSlam one. Um uh, full card. Here we go. Sports Illustrated scoops. Thank you guys. All right, so Bunkhouse Battle Royal that Bubba Ray is going to be in. I mean, they should just have something fun like Davy Crockett
1: win this, right? Sure, I think Bully's a safe bet. I mean, he's the only announced talent. It's going to be like Bully beating up a bunch of, like, you know, the Twinks from Effie's Big Gay Battle Royal, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably. Laredo Kid versus Bandito versus Taurus versus Ray Phoenix. Uh, three of those guys are, are are just incredible workers. I mean, Taurus is also pretty good. I, I think this is going to be match of the night. Um, Phoenix will probably go. Well, it's a triple A match, so they're probably going to want Bandito to go over, right?
1: Yeah, Bandino's a safe bet. I would love to see Taurus go over, man. He could use a moment like this. You know, I, I'm looking at this card as a way for a lot of guys to be seen. And the two names you just mentioned would be, you know, layups to win. But I, I think Taurus, Black Taurus, whatever you want to call him, uh, mm-hmm. love him. Big fan. I'd love to see him get a moment here.
0: Clark Connors versus Ren Narita.
1: Oh, it's Connors. Uh, really? Rocky Romero has yeah. got on the record saying they're they're building around this guy going to North America. It's Connors all the way.
0: Uh, Briscoe brothers versus the Von Erics Got to be the Briscoes, right? Yeah,
1: definitely the Briscoes. Got to got to protect them, especially after that. Long
0: Von long run. Von Ericks aren't. There aren't. They're not at that level yet. Um, Killer Cross versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. Got to be Killer Cross, right?
1: I think Davy Boy, man. Uh, wow. just, I I I I I'm still coy on Killer Cross's uh, chances uh, at finding uh, a groove right now. Uh, just for a variety of reasons, but uh, so I'll go with Davey. Uh, the Wolves versus Motor City Machine Guns. I, I would think it's the Wolves because I think MLW and Impact had to work together to to get that match. So I, I
0: mean, I, yeah, but I mean, and, and in either case, it's really not going to hurt either team. Yeah, Impact Knockouts Champion Jordan Grace versus Diana Perrazzo versus Rachel Ellering. I am going to go. With Jordan Grace, just because it's not an impact show and they're going to probably want to keep the title.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Jordan for a reason it'll tie into another match we're going to talk about. Uh, Impact World
0: Championship, Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu. Fuck, I'm going to go crazy just because I love the guy. But Jacob Fatu, man, I mean, unless he's still with MLW, I don't know if he is or not.
1: It is. Uh, This is an interpromotional match.
0: Oh, this is? Oh, then he's going to lose.
1: Yeah. but I mean, look, hey, look, impact, AEW. I don't think it's coming back into play anytime soon. I don't. Billy Corgan's a tough guy to share your action figures with. Um, if you're looking to do something inter-promotionally, uh, putting the belt on Fatu, maybe working with MLW, Impact stuff. I mean, both those brands could use a little something right now.
0: I mean, you know, I think Fatu is a better world champ than Alexander. So agreed. We'll see. All right, and our main event, Ric Flair and Andrade. What about,
1: what about the four-way with Gresham and uh, and Nick Wayne? I
0: didn't even know. I guess this was an older one. Is there another match? Gresham is who's Gresham going against?
1: It's it's uh, him. Uh, it's it's a four-way. It's Gresham, Wayne, and two other guys. I don't really know. I asked about it on the call earlier because Nick Wayne got tied up in that that bomb.
0: I heard about that. What a crazy story! If you guys yeah. don't know, Nick Wayne was on a flight that got rerouted to, I believe, Iceland because somebody in the bathroom wrote a bomb threat and what's even crazier is like clearly it wasn't nick nick wayne's mom but they don't know how they they wrote it so like nick wayne's mom had eyeliner so they had to like question her for a longer amount of time it just would be hilarious like i don't think nick wayne's mom is writing a bomb threat on a plane but what a scary situation and then what an annoying situation on top of a scary one
1: yeah, so uh, uh, on that match, though, uh, the other side, of the outside of the Nick Wayne bomb stuff, which is a scary situation, right? Uh, Jonathan Gresham's in that match, and I misunderstood a Fightful report. I want to publicly apologize to Fightful because on the call, I asked Conrad if he knew <clears throat> if Jonathan Gresham was still going to do the match because it sounded like he kind of wanted to leave wrestling after the ROH pay-per-view. Fightful's report said that he was going to be leaving wrestling after the end of the month, um, which would be mean StarCast is still in that time frame. But it also means that, like for the foreseeable future, this could be Gresham's final match, and so I think we see Gresham win here, and I think we see maybe a moment with him and Grace uh, as part of Starcast. I think Conrad's going to lean into that goodwill that a lot of people seem to want to be putting around those two at the moment. Yeah, are they?
0: So what's is he not a heel anymore because of the inside? Do you know anything about the Tony Khan? He apparently was he was he was accused of cursing out Tony Khan, but. I don't know if you knew anything about that.
1: I only know what what everybody else knows. I was at the show, and I remember watching the match and thinking to myself, this is really weird. They just did Jonathan Gresham very, very dirty. I wonder what the hell happened behind the scenes. Because yeah. I mean, the opening match, end of this guy's title reign, that match was no more than eight minutes long. And I know it was that – that-
0: It was very weird. It was very weird.
1: Whatever. I think that I think Conrad sees that the fans want to rally around Gresham and, and Jordan to a degree right now. I think he leans into it. I think we see a nice moment with those two.
0: All right. Well, now we're at the main event, folks. Rick Flair and Andrade versus. Uh, and if you haven't seen the video leading up to this, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I mean, look. I mean, like, I think that there's probably a part of Rick that wants the heels to go over, but he can't. He cannot have the heels go over in this. Rick's Rick's got to make jared or lethal tap out right it's just they got to right i don't know what do you think
1: i it could go either way for me you know uh is this whatever is this rick's i don't know what this is, is this
0: <laughs> it better be his last match i don't know
1: man uh certainly a nice payday and i'm sure he's going to want another one in two years uh <laughs> so i don't know man uh let's let's say rick wins I don't
0: know. Sure. That sounds fine. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you're right. It, it is the least important. Um, <laughs> it is the least important thing about the night. Number seven, high spot, low spot. We do high spot, uh, our high moment of wrestling this week and our lowest moment. Um, for me, high spot this week. I'm gonna. I'm going to Starcast, man, and I'm gonna have a fun time, no matter what. Even if I bomb my set, well, I probably won't have a fun time if I bomb my set, but I don't think I'm gonna bomb. Um, so yeah, that's. I just usually have a fun time hanging out with the wrestlers. Hopefully, they don't all want to kill me. Uh, I did bring a world championship title that I'm hoping one world champion signs. Um, but we'll see we'll see how how close I can get to them um but yes yeah, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna go from being a performer on Friday to a uh sycophantic mark on Saturday um a low spot this week you know the G1 seems kind of lame this year man like I'm trying to get into it um I didn't see the last I didn't see that Naito and and Tanahashi match So I can't speak on, you know, that I heard it was like a a cradle that won. It just, you know, it just feels like, I don't know, man. It feels like it feels like the least important G1 that I've witnessed in my lifetime. Uh, What are your high spots and low spots this week, buddy?
1: Well, my high spot is definitely SummerSlam weekend. I I won't be roasting anybody, but I do get to go participate in WWE. Are you going to be there this weekend? Yeah, I'll be doing media row. on. Oh, nice. I'll see you there. I'll be, I'll be doing media row Monday morning. Then they have another press event. They want me to do. Oh, I think I'm going to the tryouts and there's going to be scrums there. I'm hoping to talk with triple H, which will be very cool. Um, and then I get to go to the undercover. Can you
0: get me in a tryouts? I'll fucking, I'll pretend to be from MLW. I'll pretend to be court Bauer.
1: Okay, fine. That's like, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then, and then uh, I get a comp to undertaker's first podcast recording. Um, which I think is head to head with the roast. Actually,
0: hopefully he's not in charge of the technical aspect.
1: No, no, I would, I would hope not. Um, and, and yeah, I'm just, and then summer same day I'll be up in the press box, and you know all that stuff. So I'm very excited about being on the ground. Saturday I'll be walking around Starcast too. I'll see you there. Um, but uh, my low note for the week. Ha- I mean, it continues to be the kind of, I mean, the Vince stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and really, just like the I I I'm I think that we're about ten years away, sadly, from the sexual predators hopefully being more fully weeded out of the business but it is really sad for me to see friends squabble hey but well, we want to
0: just say big big daddy v was a total gentleman i know the gimmick was viscera the love machine <laughs> but i've never heard one bad thing about viscera so no,
1: wonderful besides man. he like
0: broke undertaker's face yeah, though,
1: i anyway. don't want to say i'm not saying a bad word about the king mabel not at all <laughs> not but, uh, but it, i just hate watching my friends squabble about really sensitive hurtful issues because it's not that pro wrestling is bad pro wrestling rules pro wrestling is an amazing art form um there are just certain uh, aspects of the business that i'm waiting to fully kind of cycle out and uh that that continues to kind of be a low point for me i guess with the business well number eight greatest summer slam of all
0: time i i just use this to give a cheap plug for our patreon this week we're uh reviewing summer slam 2002 which in my mind is the greatest summer slam of all time the two best matches i still think were probably like the 2013 when it was Cena, Bryan, and then Punk, Lesnar. I think that those are, that was the greatest main and co-main. But I think as you know, as far as a whole show, you got Ray and Kurt Angle, you got HBK's comeback, you got the crowning of a new champion and a new top guy, Brock Lesnar. Um, do you agree, or uh, do you have another dark horse? As, as we all know, w- you know, Wembley's always going to be up there. Uh, but uh, w- for you, what is the greatest Summerslam of all time?
1: Greatest SummerSlam of all time. I mean, Wembley holds a place in my heart uh, just because, like, that was one of the first pay-per-views I ever watched. It was like the the take-home video, you know, where you had your rack pre-blockbuster of, like, VHSs to choose from. So I, I really like that SummerSlam. I'm trying to think if another one really, really stands out to me. I mean, I've been to a couple over the past few years, but, I mean... It all kind of blends together. I mean, I remember when uh, Brock.
0: All oh, the Ram- Barclays ones kind of blend together.
1: Yeah, the, I remember when Brock. Remember when Brock almost killed Randy Orton? I don't think that's like. I, s-
0: I saw started. that one live. I mean, and I thought the. I mean, uh, that Cena AJ match was that alone was worth the price of admission, even though I got free tickets. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty great. That was a pretty great event, even though that match sucked. The Brock Randy, like. Cena-AJ may
1: have been the best SummerSlam match ever. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd have to go back and, like, I'm really bad at remembering specific cards. Like, I remember moments more than I do, like, full cards and stuff. Um, I'll say from just, like, a a personal perspective, I, I think Wembley, just because I can always throw that on and it always makes me happy. Yeah,
0: I mean, greatest
1: banger main event. Number nine, I just want to give a thank you to Forbidden
0: Dorks, everyone who came to the Dan Soder shows this weekend. I heard the woos. I'm, maybe I'll see some of you guys at Michelle. I'm sure I'm going to see some of you at StarCast weekend. So I just want to thank you guys for being the greatest fans in the business. Number 10, this is an interesting question. Which wrestlers will benefit the most from Hunter being head of creative?
1: Oh uh, well, anybody that's left from NXT, uh, for sure. Um,
0: so yeah, there was a funny um, somebody memed that oh uh, the Jordan the Peel Key Peel and Key bleh, Key and Peel sketch where uh, he's going around and like saying um, you know like uh, he, he's being nicer to the black guys, you know. So oh, the, it, the
1: handshake. The yeah,
0: handshake. yeah. They marked they marked like the as the black guys. They marked like Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. Uh, rhea ripley I, I do think that yeah you're gonna see a huge you know push who, for those guys again
1: you know who probably this is like an 11th 11 59th hour saving grace mm-hmm. for is the former la knight max dupree because it sounds like were Vince they good her-
0: were him and were him and hunter cool
1: i i never heard any. i didn't hear anything bad what about it did, did he just like I, bitch about creative the- uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. He showed up. Yeah. Like, I never heard a bad word about him in NXT. He comes to the main roster. Vince is like, I want you to talk like a soft-spoken weirdo that loves male models. And he's like, uh, oh, mm, all right. That's he it. did a pretty good job with it, I thought. I thought he did, considering what he was being asked to do, over-delivered. And, you know, the report that came out, I think it was Fightful again. That was like, you know, Vince said he was Dupree was rubbing people wrong. The back backstage whatever you know like i think i think this was a vince issue but if vince is gone (laughs) and that was just hunter i i think that this i think of all the people that may have benefited from the tectonic shift of the past seven days it might have been max dupree well if he makes it back to that's
0: that's such a dark horse candidate
1: yeah if that's it you know and if i'm right i'm right if i'm wrong then whatever but He's the only one I I think he may be, he may have saved his job. Because- hey, I I have
0: a question. If, if if the contracts, if it's like the NBA and the contracts stay the same, do you think that we could see any trading between leagues now with Hunter there? I mean, is that possible? I mean, you know, obviously, if you know AEW trades MJF for WWE, you know, like MJF would. You know, unless he negotiated a higher salary with WWE, the the salary would still be the same. Um, but is that is that at all possible? I mean, it's possible in real sports. Is it possible in fake? Me, damn it! Oh, you froze for a little bit there.
1: Sorry, right. sorry, you froze on me too. I don't know where they. Okay, okay,
0: sorry. So what I was saying was, do you think it's possible now that Triple H is at the helm in WWE that we could see some trades between AEW and WWE? No like similar how you do within a NBA teams.
1: Uh, you froze on me again, but I'm guessing you're asking about yeah. air promotional trades. Yes? Yes. Okay, yeah. I don't see that happening. I I don't see it happening for a variety of reasons. I I these are still actors under contracts. It's not their their it is not their employer's decision if they get traded or not. It is their decision where they want to work. Uh, If they would like to be released in exchange for another talent being released, and then they can renegotiate, I guess it seems like a giant headache. I'm not going to say a hundred percent. No, but it doesn't, it that seems a little kind of outside the bounds of reality for me. Yeah. All right. Well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on.
0: Uh, What do you got to plug buddy?
1: Not much, man. Uh, I'm the senior news editor of wrestling Inc. Uh, Please support the site um and that that's it i'm at nick underscore houseman over on twitter and if you want me to come to your cool podcast just hit me up i guess yeah man all i got
0: spread the word myself as well guys i could always go for uh some of that sweet promotion um (laughs) thank you guys and it's never goodbye